Good, good morning, afternoon, or evening. What a truly beautiful day it is. Wherever you are, welcome, welcome, welcome. I am your humbled host, Tony Serrano, and this is The PhD in Me. Ah, oh my goodness. I miss this so much. I miss you guys so much. It's crazy. It's already been two weeks since I last was able to record. Um, Last week I did record, but for some reason the file corrupted and, you know, half of the audio file, like, didn't even record it. And it was just kind of like unrepairable. And unfortunately, you know, life life happened. So I had, you know, only a certain set of time for me to be able to record. So where did we leave off? So last episode was episode six and we talked about relationships. And if you missed that, definitely go check it out. We talked about, you know, Angel, my husband, he was actually our first guest and he was on that same episode. We kind of gave like are three foundational tips or principles, if you will, to have a great relationship. So it doesn't matter if you're in a relationship or you're just single because these these qualities and, and principles really, really matter. Whether you're in a relationship, you've just got into one, you've been in one for 10 years, like they really apply, they're really good reminder um, to go by. And so those three ones that we had were, number one was to be honest. And if you've been in a relationship for a while now, or you have like a really heavy past, um, we actually gave a great tip is to, at that moment, just sit down with your partner and say, look, the past is the past, and I've learned my lessons, I'm, you know, a changed and growing person and expanding, and I promise not to do X, Y, Z, so from this moment forward, let's kind of forget everything, not bring it up into fights and, you know, use it against each other. So let's just let it go and hit reset. And from this moment forward, we're going to, you know, base our relationship from this day on. And that's such a great tool. So the first one was to be honest. And then the second one is gratitude. Not just the normal gratitude of, you know, thank you or I really appreciate you, but gratitude in the sense of recognition and remembrance. So recognition is just like, hey, you know what? I know that you've been trying to work on this thing just for you. And I see you doing big things like great job. Like even if it's something small, like just remembering to do a certain chore or just waking up on time because I know that's super difficult for Angel and I. So it's like, hey, Angel, I know you've been working on this thing and it might be small to whoever else, but, you know, I see what you're doing. So it's like a gratitude. You like recognize how they're trying and, you know, even if it's for the relationship, like, hey, you know, we haven't been cussing lately, like great job. Or the remembrance part of gratitude is, you know, hey, baby, we've been together for over, you know, almost eight years now. And it's just so beautiful to see how far we've come. Yeah, we still aren't perfect. We still have a ton of stuff to work on. But you know what? Like, I'm so proud of us. Like, I'm so grateful for, you know, all the things that we have already changed and that we have made moves for. You know, it's so nice to look back and see where we've been and how far we've come and just really, like, enjoy 
you know, the fruits of our labor and not always be worrying about go, go, go and how to grow and how to change even more, you know? So if you definitely want to listen more, check out that episode. It was really fun for us to shoot for you guys. And, um, you know, we have a lot of history. So if there's anything that you have, you know, a question or a certain experience or how do you go about a certain way, you know, obviously we're not therapists, but, you know, just in as a friend, you know, we would love to, you know, give you guys any tips that we can. So definitely check it out and hit us up if you have any questions. <laughs> but let's jump into this week's episode. So I know that this, it seems like this podcast really started off like with a goal vibe. Like it's all about goals and entrepreneurship and, you know, all these things. And it really is, that is a big part of the podcast. But it's not the only part, you know, like there's so much more to becoming the PhD in you, you know, it's it's really more than just goal setting and goal getting. Um, and today I wanted to talk about that. So I talked a little bit in one of the New Year's Eve episodes about, you know, me going on a sacred scavenger hunt. That's really my intention for 2020. And usually I start my you know, New Year's resolutions on my birthday. So April 10th, if you're listening. But um, I really started to even like start it earlier. Like I really did start it January 1, like normal. And um, I've really been thinking about all the sacred things in my life. And that's really what the sacred scavenger hunt is about. Like my intentions for my life change every birthday. And they're not always like... I want to be a millionaire or I want to do this, this and that. Like they're kind of just intentions of how I want to guide, like that it's a guiding force that powers my life that really motivates me. And usually it's really not a tangible goal. It's really like this kind of abstract intangible type of feeling. They're more like vibes because last year it was make love my life, you know, make love your life and um, do things that you love and enjoy what you do. So this year I wanted to go on a sacred scavenger hunt because I'm always going, going, going. I'm like a hard type A personality. I just want to go get all day long and just be so successful and all these things. And I guess I just really took a moment to think about my next year of life and what I really want to focus on. So the sacred scavenger hunt is really not about what we're looking to get. It's about cherishing what we already have. It's this deep sense of gratitude. And I think what I started to learn for myself is that I really believe, like this is whole heart to my to my soul. Like, I really believe the purpose of life is to enjoy it. Like, what's the point of all these goals if you're not enjoying it? You know, like Tony Robbins says that the ultimate failure in life is reaching success and not being fulfilled. That's deep. He says it even better than I do. But, you know, he says like, success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. And I'm like, oh, wow, like, that's pretty deep. Like, you know, what's my life more than just my goals? Or, you know, what am I more than just a college dropout mother, wife, you know, 
you know, whatever financial status, you know, like what is there more to Tony than just, you know, like these identifiers, these names that um, really define us in our community and our, our society? Like what is there more? And so I really thought, you know, if the purpose of life is to enjoy it, I'm not going to like worry about all these goals. And it's a hard, like my intentions for my life each year are not easy because they're intentions, they're resolutions, they're things that I, I haven't attained, but I want to attain, right? So I am not like in gratitude that way. I'm not hey, I'm going to just enjoy life. It's it's very difficult for me to just enjoy. And I know that sounds crazy, but I have like this really right brain trained. I'm very, or sorry, I meant left brain. <laughs> I'm very creative, like, but I was grown up in a household and where like, the conventional measures of success were were like that's what success is. It wasn't like, hey, you can enjoy the piano and you know you love to to art and you know express yourself in what how you dress and what you wear and your makeup and da da da. You know, it's like, hey, get a job and you're successful and then that's how you gain respect, right? So I've been trained to be a left brain logical thinker but naturally I'm a right brain and that's why you have both both sides right because it's a balance you know both of them so basically this year I wanted to go on a sacred scavenger hunt and I was like what are all the sacred things in life the things that don't matter how much money you make or where you live or what you drive or what you do for your work or how many friends you have and you know like all these little qualifiers that you know equate success in the conventional world like what is the sacred shit you know mm, like that good shit like that shit that you wake up and you just want to do all day and you and it makes you dance and it makes you smile and you just want to hang out and have a good time you know, so basically I don't, I don't do that naturally. Like I do do it naturally, but I, I haven't been, if that makes sense. Like I was kind of training myself and adopting all these societal norms and, and that's how it formed me, you know, to be like, you know, in chemistry as a major and want to do pharmaceuticals and be a doctor. It's like, that's great. It is, it's great. It really helps propel society. I get it. I love it. But you know, that's just not me. And I guess, you know, the PhD in me is really being you unapologetically and being kick-ass at it. Like, even though you suck, like I suck at enjoying life, you know, that's where Angel really helped me. He's like, you know, the way his family is and it's just day by day and enjoy life and it doesn't matter, you know, you know, all those sign, uh, I meant conventional, like, forms of success, you know, like, fuck that for lack of a better words. Like we, I remember when we were just, when we just met, we were like, what, 14, 15? And we would go to this park. It was a uh, Gibanelli Park in San Dimas, California. And man, it's a beautiful park. Like, you know, there's ducks all over. There's this big like man-made lake and, you know, there's people running and biking all around and, you know, whatever. And I remember like we, or not I, because I suck at cooking, but like his family would spend the whole day, like the whole morning, I'd get there around, I don't know, like eight, and he'd be like, yeah, babe, get here early, because we're going to leave early. Anyways, long story short, <laughs> we leave at like one, and um, bomb food though, like ceviche, like traditional Mexican, uh, just so, such good stuff, right? And uh, so we pack everything, and we go, and we literally just hang out at the park 
all day. Like, I'm not talking, like, when I used to go to the park for softball, it would be like, you get there, you're early, you're at, you eat there, and then you go, right? No, like, his family, it's like, you're there all day. It's like an all-day event. Like, you better bring everything you need, even until the night. Like, we would stay until it was dark. Like, park was closing, we gotta go. Like, so, you know, long story short, he just really taught me his family really just taught me just enjoying life. Like, it doesn't matter where the heck you are. All that matters is who you're with and that you're, you know, having a good time. And um, I think it's a really good reminder for me that, you know, even though I'm very, like, entrepreneur-minded and want to go, go, go and and have, like, that conventional form of success, um, it's a great reminder to say, you know, like, what's the point of all these goals if I'm not going to enjoy my life? What's the point of waking up at 6 a.m. and running if I'm going to be missing cuddle time with my family? Like, there's a balance there. And really, that was the intention. It was, where's that balance, you know? And I want to really integrate both because I see the beauty of logical thinking. I see the beauty of living a like an easy way of life where you just worry-free, you know, like that Bob Marley vibe. Don't worry, be happy. But then also like, hey, prepare. You'll be financially set and have generational wealth and really set yourself up so that your family and your family's family can enjoy, you know, all that there is in life, like worry-free financially. And I guess lately I just wanted to really marry those because there is good and of both. And I think when you really integrate, wow, like that's my dream of life, you know, to really integrate the best of both worlds. And so without further ado, Let's just jump straight into it. So I guess where we should we really start is um, probably what is it mean to be sacred? And I think that really has more of like a religious connotation, like you think God, maybe, if you, that, if you hear that. But what I really mean sacred, I mean like, like just a deep sense of gratitude. Like, on a deep level, like, like not a gratitude of, oh, be grateful, and you feel, like, kind of forced to, but, like, a deep sense of, like, I'm, this is such, like, an innocent, like, magnificent, holy thing, and not to bring in religious, but holy in, in the sense of, you know, a deep honor, and that I would never bring harm or violate, you know, I have this deep respect for this thing, which I'll get into later, you know, what is that thing? But really, let's just talk about what does it mean to be sacred? So I guess that, you know, let's just give an example. So the biggest thing I feel is like one of the most sacred things is time. I mean, think about it. You are alive. Right now, your heart is beating pumping blood. When you don't think about it, when you're going through your day, when you're stressed, you're worried, you know, you're, you're fearful or you're doubtful, your heart's still beating. When you're sleeping and, you know, maybe you go to sleep sad, maybe you go to sleep angry, maybe you go to sleep just bleh, like depressed a little, you know, your heart's still beating. And when you wake up and you, you know, I don't really want to get up today. I'm not, I'm not really feeling it. I didn't, your heart is still beating. 
That means that you have time. That means that you're alive. That's so sacred. That's not something I would ever, ever violate or ever harm. And I'm not saying that I never had suicidal thoughts growing up. Like, that something, suicide was something I really battled with from an early age. And even into high school and even, you know, postpartum, you know, with the baby. It's just something that it will always be around. But just because you have that thought doesn't mean you you act upon it. And, and I can have a whole, whole podcast on suicide because it was just so, you know, prevalent in my life. So if you really want to, like, understand what does it mean to be sacred, it's just something that you would never harm. Something that you have such a deep sense of gratitude that, that you protect it and that you honor it and that you respect. So time, you know, time with my husband, time with our son. I I have this deep honor and sometimes, I'll be honest, I don't do such a good job. I am on my phone or I am distracted or I want to talk about what I want to talk about, not about, you know, what what's in the moment, what the vibe is feeling. Like, I want to make it about me. And so I struggle. Like, that's the thing. Like, it's a sacred scavenger hunt. It doesn't mean you know, you're going to find what's sacred, but it doesn't mean you're going to be great at, like, honoring it and respecting it. You know, you got to learn. You got to take some practice on that. But what I realize is that the time with my family is sacred. And so the more I remind myself that this time is so sacred, when I use that word, like, oh, it's a deep word for me. Like, I'm like, oh, you can't, you can't, like, violate that. Just like trust. Trust is sacred. Ooh. Like, if you get trust in your life, you feel great. When you don't have trust in your life, oh man, that's scary. That is. I I mean, I've been there. Shit. But, (laughs) you know. So, that's what I mean by sacred. Um, And really, I think what I've started to recently find out, just by asking these questions, you know, is that sacred things are really blessings, And my idea of a blessing is just all the things life has to offer you. All the things, good or bad. Because I've learned in my life that the bad, the seemingly bad things that life is giving me right now, like, you know, things to be stressed or worried about or fearful, um, or that's like a challenge, that's just getting me, like, pumped up for the next stage because... I've been hitting those stages where I'm like, if I had not gone through that shit, I would have been like at this stage and not know, not known what to do with this blessing. Like, um, just like in a business opportunity, you know, like if I have had never done my taxes or just something really simple, like if I never done my taxes, then once I get to this business opportunity and see the profit and all these things, I would not be able to, to really comprehend and, and understand the full extent of what those numbers mean. If I had never done my taxes and, and been in that stress, like, I don't know what I'm doing situation, but now, you know, fast forward a few years, it's like, hell yeah, I'm super happy I do my taxes. Like, I'm super happy I'm financially, like, literate. And I, and I have this discipline for credit and, you know, all these things because it has prepared me for bigger and better opportunities. And so in the moment where you're feeling like, oh, man, so much credit card debt, I, I'm not making enough and da, da, like you go through this thing and it feels like so much stress is coming down on you. But then, you know, you take a deep breath and you kind of just, you just breathe. 
And what I've always found out is that when I take that deep breath, my answers to my problems are on the other side of that breath. It's on that exhale, that... Because you can't be tense on an exhale. I mean, try it. Like, take a deep breath if you can and close your eyes, you know. Maybe to start with the exhale. I always start with a deep exhale, so... (sighs) Then you take a deep breath in. And then you exhale. Now try that again. And try to, like, like, squeeze your hands together into a fist. Squeeze your hands right now. Like, really freaking tight. Like, tight, 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 tight. Take a deep breath in. And then exhale. There is a subtle, there just, it could be just a slight bit subtle, but there's a subtle space and expansion when you exhale. And that same idea works when you're having problems in your life and you're like, this isn't a blessing, this is a curse, you know? But take that deep breath, exhale, and and try to find that answer, you know, to your problem that's happening right now. Because I promise you there's an answer to every problem. That's just how life works. There's, it's the duality of, of nature that I've been, you know, learning about is there's good and there's bad. And it doesn't mean that, you know, one's right or wrong, you know, like it's just is, it kind of is what it is, but not in a way that uses it as an exam, as a excuse to just be suffering or be in pain, but it is, is, is what it is, is like, I'm going through this for kind of a reason or a higher purpose or there's going to be a greater good at the end of this. And and even if that greater good is it's hard because I got hit in the face so many times. Um, I'm a very confident person naturally, but I got hit in the face and it you may not want to see it this way, but like the blessing on the end, the flip side, was me gaining humility. And some other people might be like, what? Humility? Like, I didn't want this gift. Like, I don't, I don't want to be, you know, humble. Like, I don't want to feel like my ego check. Like, that doesn't feel good. Like, how is that a gift? How is that a blessing? But trust me when I tell you, when you come from a place of humility and not cockiness or overconfidence, it's, there's actually more good than you think. I I know, I know that sounds really counterintuitive, but hopefully you're kind of following me on this idea that, you know, a blessing is is a good or bad thing. So a sacred thing at at a time's moment, like at a moment, may not seem like a good thing. Like sacred time with my family is a good thing, but it requires a little bit of a hard thing for me to not be on my phone or be distracted, to be really be present with them. So like this is just a little bit like it's a bigger thing. Like you start with this little thing that's sacred and then it kind of just grows and grows and grows and it's all interconnected, giant web, like really domino effect going on here where, you know, when you have this sacred thing and you focus on this sacred thing and you honor it, then you really change. And and it's kind of cool. I don't want to say this to sound boisterous or kind of like, how to explain it? Let me just explain it. Shoot. When you start, when you realize what you have, like sacred thing in your life, and you work to honor it and respect it and not violate it and not bring harm and bring peace and love to that sacred thing, you actually start to become sacred yourself. I know that sounds super weird, but just just consider it. Just consider that possibility that the more you honor a sacred thing, the more you become sacred right? Because 
as I'm giving that honor and that respect, I'm actually telling my brain and my body and how I feel that if I can give that honor and respect and have the discipline to do that, I can give myself respect and honor too. And the more I honor all these sacred things in my life, the more I can honor myself and respect myself and, and you know, never bring harm to myself. Because I think it's so easy for us to do outwardly things, right? Accomplish goals or, or you know, say thank you to other people. But it's really, really hard to say thank you to ourselves, like in a non, in a non-cocky way. Like you're at a base of humility and, you know, to say thank you. It's really hard. It's really awesome to give other people compliments, but it's it's really hard for us to give ourselves compliments. Like, good job. Um, or it's really hard for us to pat ourselves on our back. And, and, you know, so when you're doing that sacred thing, you know, you're really like feeding yourself and, and building that confidence, like that life confidence I talk about, you know, you're really, it's like a feedback loop. So the more you give, the more you're getting, and it's really subtle in the beginning, but you know, I haven't technically started this sacred scavenger hunt yet. Cause it's not my birthday, but I already feel it. It's crazy. Like, that's why I wanted to talk about it because, um, I've been feeling it this week and I can't lie feels pretty good. (laughs) So, you know, I guess the next question is like, well, how do you find it? How do you find sacred things? First, I would say that they're all around you. I promise you just have to put on the glasses and then the sacred glasses and then you'll see them. (laughs) But they're all around you. So, so the first thing I would say is to get grounded. What do I mean? I mean, turn off your phone or just put it away. Go into a room. I like confined spaces for some reason, like a closet or like a corner or, you know, some kind of just go get grounded. Go get like kind of away from everything. Like no, not in a TV room. Um, If you have like laptop or phone or whatever, like put it away and close your eyes and take a deep breath. And just breathe, like, keep following your breath. Get really quiet. And then the second step is to start, um, ask the right questions. So, you know, ask yourself this, why does so much good always happen for me even if I don't feel like it right now even though if I feel a little you know out of shape in like my emotional state you know mental why does so much good always happen for me and then you kind of wait you breathe and you feel it maybe you ask why are all my needs met all the time And if you start to feel like, hey, they're not, or whatever, like you start to kind of counter that question, like just silence it. Just say, "Mm mm-mm, this is time for me right now. I don't have time for your negativity and your fear and your worry. Just shh, shh, shh. We're answering this one question. 
you know, and then, and then consider like your eyes are still closed and you're like, if money were to disappear, how would I spend my time? Who would I spend it with? What things would I do? Just chill. Just like feel it. Relax. Relax your shoulders. Open your mouth. Relax your jaw. Relax your toes and your fingers. Relax your face. And then you start to do that. So now you can kind of open your eyes when you're ready. And you start to do that, you know, just for, I don't know, like five minutes every morning when you wake up. Maybe in the middle of the day if you start to get really stressed out or worried. Or right before bed, it's really good. Or, you know, you you can also ask like, um, what beautiful dreams am I going to have tonight? Or, you know, what things do I need to release in my dreams tonight? You know, I really think when you're wanting to go on a sacred scavenger hunt and really find the sacred things, the, the blessings in disguise in your life, you start to ask those questions and you get grounded. And you, and you, t- you kind of like take your, like imagine you had like a suit, like a zippered suit, like the hazmat kind of suit. And, and when you go out into the world, you wear this suit. And this suit is really like, um, I'm worried about my finances and I'm worried about my career and I'm worried about like, you know how successful I am in life. But when you go into your house and your home, which is one of the secret things that I have on my list, but um, take that jacket off, the whole suit, like zip it off, leave it at the door. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. It doesn't matter, you know, what forms of success you define yourself by or what identity you have in society. Take it all off. And get grounded and breathe just for like five minutes. Just set a timer. And ask yourself those questions. Like, there's no right or wrong answer. And when I started to ask these questions, I'm like, well, what should I say that's sacred so I look noble, you know, or look respectable? Or what would be like um, a high spiritual person? Like, what would they say? Or what would they do, you know? Or what would look good if I said, these are my secret things? It's like, no, 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 no. We're not, we're not going to do that. We're going to say, like, what's really sacred in my life that I don't really give a fuck what other people think are sacred? Like, what's sacred for me? And when you ask those questions, like, an answer is bound to come. It, you know, it's a little hard to start, you know, if you're first off meditating. But, you know, as you get focused and as you, as you keep trying... Um, the questions will come out and they're going to come out in some funny ways. Like they don't just come out right when you meditate. It's like, you're going to go throughout your day. It's that's why it's good to do it in the morning before you go outside, but they'll go, they'll come out, you know, like maybe you'll be listening on the radio and like someone will say something and you're like, Oh, I'm sacred for that. Or, or you'll see someone on the street or, or in the, you know, in your office or wherever you work or, you know, just throughout your day and you'll see little signals or signs or maybe you'll read a book or, you know, watch a movie, a TV show, whatever. And they'll be like, oh, hey, I'm sacred for that. And you, you put on these glasses and they're, they're called the sacred vision glasses. And when you put these glasses on, you can see in a different dimension, like a 3D glasses, right? You could see in a different dimension and the dimension is sacred shit. 
<laughs> and that's your sacred scavenger hunt. And I'm not talking like, hey, be grateful and, you know, oh, it would look cool if I was grateful for this or this is what's trendy to be grateful for. Like, no, 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 no. Like, just what, what am I grateful for? Insert your name. Like, what is Tony grateful for? Or what, you know, what is sacred to Tony? And it doesn't have to be gratitude because sometimes, you know, feeling like you have to be gra grateful makes you ungrateful. It's like, well, you have this resistance to it. But when something is sacred, you're like, ooh, I don't want to, I don't want to mess that up. Like, have you ever gotten a nice outfit and you're like, I'm not going to eat that because I don't want to mess up my outfit. Same thing applies to the sacred, sacred things. Like, well, this is so, like, I don't want to mess this up. So I'm not going to be on my phone and worrying about me. I'm going to be worried about my family in this moment. You know, I'm going to be present as fuck. <laughs> I know I'm cussing in this podcast. I'm sorry, but we're, I mean, this is just the way it's going. <laughs> but, um, you know, just think about that. Like, what's something that you value? Like, I'm in a, I'm in a tech and everyone in my family laughs at me, but I, I really like to keep the plastic on like the screen or on the buttons or like I like to, and then I like to keep the box because for whatever reason, I just want to, you know, if, if I need to transport it or if I ever sell it or whatever, like I like to keep the box. Um, so what is something that you do that you value? It's, it's really what you value so much that you just don't want to ruin it. You, it's so sacred and you know I'll start giving you guys examples so like what's my current list of sacred things well I already told you time just enjoying life being alive um, another thing is you like you're the foundation in all that you do you get that like when you wake up and you say hi to someone like you're that foundation however you are in that moment in your emotional physical mental spiritual being you're the foundation for any outward experience. So, you know, in your relationships or just driving or the energy you bring into the world because we're all energy. Um, you know, you, you are sacred. So for me, like when I had that whole I owe me life phase um, back in 2016, I wanted to be balanced. And so I realized that like I'm sacred, like my mental health is sacred and I will never put a dollar amount on it you know, like if I, if I want, if I need to buy a book on a certain topic, I'm not going to mm, put myself down if I use a credit card to buy this book. Like that's what I need. It's sacred. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if, if like the book is controversial topic, I don't know, like on bipolar disorder, I'm going to read it in public and I'm not going to feel ashamed about it, you know, because it's sacred to me. Um, you know, my physical health, if, I want to run in the morning or if I want to go do yoga or whatever, like I'm going to do what I need to be able to do those things because it's sacred to me. And, you know, my physical well-being, my health, my longevity, the ability for me to live long and live a, a life that I can actually use my body and, you know, play basketball with my son if he wants to play basketball or, you know, just go on activities and hikes with him and do whatever or just, you know, be with my partner and, and, and us have a physical connection too. You know, it's like I want to be able to have my health like that's a very sacred part. So you and your mental health and your physical well-being and your, you know, and your spiritual spiritual, you know, everything, all of that is so sacred. So whatever you have to do to center it and to honor it and respect it, do it. 
and don't do it like do it unapologetically like if someone's saying oh you know uh <laughs> we talked about in the last episode being a mandy loan you know being kind of like whipped um but if if your partner is so sacred to you it doesn't matter how it looks on the outside or how it looks to other people because that's sacred to you so you're going to do what you need to be for that relationship you know what i mean so another thing i mean going in is um relationships relationships are so sacred you know they're you know in the relationship um that's who you spend life with and um you know even relationships not just personal like intimate ones like i'm talking like friendships or just even business like relationships like I, honestly i don't even have like a it's literally like relationship with me and my husband and then everyone's a friend like even my neighbors it's not like a neighbor relationship like it's just friendships like i just i don't know i have like a I really value relationships and so that's something that's sacred to me um and then family so they're there for you when shit hits the fan like that's family and i'm not talking about blood i'm talking about family like this is the definition for me for family like it's sacred as hell <laughs> that's very ironic it, like it's sacred it's super sacred and you know they're there for you when shit hits the fan and they're there for you to celebrate anything you do. And they're there for you with everything in between those things. You know, like on opposite sides of the spectrum than the whole spectrum. That's family. That's really, really sacred to me. So I would never um, do anything to, to wound or harm or violate or dishonor or disrespect that relationship. If it, you know, if it's not something like, and that doesn't mean that I won't say how I feel, like I'll say how I feel and that I want this relationship to be this certain way and then we'll work towards whatever. And, you know, that's family. So it's sacred. And, um, you know, that's just one of the other things that are sacred to me. Another thing is motherhood, parenting. It's something that I've like, recently done and I've, oh my gosh, it's such a sacred thing. Like you really can't, um... There's things in life that you can kind of like meander through and kind of like go with the flow, but parenting is different. Like you really got to be prepared and I'm not like overly prepared, but just do your homework. Like don't just wait for the problem to happen and then do something about it. Like parenting is really being prepared. <laughs> so reading the book, so I'm like anticipating, okay, like this is his 10th month in life. Like what are things, developmental goals that he's supposed to be doing, um, what are some things to look out for as far as temperament and, you know, like his cognitive development, like, or he's going to be scared of certain things or not start having nightmares, like, you know, or like, what should he be eating? What things should he be avoiding? You know, you prepare yourself as a parent and, and for motherhood and even just parenting, you know, with Angel, it's such a sacred thing because, I believe really like the sacred duty of a parent is to protect and serve their children. Like protect. So, you know, doing anything for their survival needs and then serve them. Like, what do I need to do so that they're supported in who they are? What do I need to, to recognize in them for them to be their best self? 
you know, for them to to have confidence and to be comfortable being uncomfortable and and have dreams and know how to, you know, attain the dreams and, and you know how to plan for their finances and their future and all these things like it's really to protect your child and then serve your child because the the flip side you know the duality of it as as a parent and you know for a sacred duty of a child and you know in my perspective the sacred duty of a child is to express themselves freely and expand on whatever their parents taught them, you know, fill in the gaps and innovate for the future generations to really evolve. So if there's something, you know, like the parent didn't teach them and now they're an adult and they're like, oh, I wish I would have known this. It's like, that's the sacred duty of a child is to like, not let that go by like nothing. It's like, okay, I'm going to take this idea, even if I don't reproduce, if, if, you know, if someone, my friends or family you know, have a kid, it's, it's to pass on that knowledge. Like, hey, I wish my parent would have done this. Or, hey, I, you know, you know, it's really, that's one of the sacred duties of a child. But the first one is to just express themselves freely. And as a parent, you know, you have to be able to nurture that and, and, and give them the confidence and that environment that they feel safe to express themselves. And, you know, if they're at a wall where they don't know, you know, they don't have that, um, moving force to stimulate them to express themselves like as a parent you have to pick up that part because you you're the adult right like you should be the responsible one so if they don't want to do sports and they're not happy it's like it's your job to go figure out what stimulates them and makes them happy you know like hey let's sign up for piano lessons or or you know hey let's um maybe start singing or acting or you know let's go into your community do you want to like work with animals where can we volunteer you know it's like it's your duty to get them fired up about something and it's not always about like what you want them to do or you know like um, no matter like our dreams, like my dream is my dream, you know, I'm not going to push that onto my son, you know, and the same with my husband, like my dream is my dream. I'm not going to push it onto my husband. It's, it's my dream. So <laughs> I know I went with us a little bit of a tangent, Tony, but yeah, so motherhood and parenting is, is really sacred and I'll probably just do a whole podcast on that, <laughs> but they don't really always have to be huge things, you know? Those are kind of big, like time and you and, and family, relationships, motherhood. There's like really small things that are sacred and, I, and I'm starting to realize those ones. And, and um, this is something that I've always really valued, but um, it's just our bed. Like the time we share, like even though we're sleeping, we're exchanging our energy, like, we're in such close proximity that we're, we're touching each other, like, just a foot or a hand, or just, like, a back to shoulder, whatever, like, you're, you're so close when you lay in a bed, and, and our son, he sleeps with us, and, um, so, like, we're all together on this bed, <laughs> and it's such a sacred space for me, because, I mean, kind of for all of us, is we're, we're exchanging our energy, like, however we were at the day, like, this is where kind of like whatever happened that day really like the bed really like soaks it soaks it up and 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 you know we just are refreshed and we restart the next morning and so sacred things don't have to be big huge great gratitude things they can be really simple like I always tell this to Angel like 
forever. I do not care where we are, like what, where we're living, um, what we're doing, what, what success we have or what sex we, success we don't have. I do not care. All that matters is that I'm here like in this bed with you. Because this is like my hella happy place. Like, ooh, that bed, like cuddles and, and you know, waking up in the morning and, and our son's like super playful and giggling and smiling. And like, even when he goes to bed, he like, he like gets his sudden burst of energy and wants to like mess around. And it's funny because he, he'll go to Angel and like mess with him. And then he'll look at me and then he'll like crawl really fast to me and then mess with me for a little bit. And it's just cute. Like our bed is such a sacred space and, and it doesn't matter, you know, ego, status, money, um, you know, all these things that when you step outside of your door matter, right? It's like the sacred stuff is like the inside of your door, the stuff that like not a lot of people get to see. That's, that's what matters. So it could be as small as just saying like, ooh, like our bed is sacred and I, and I want to take care of it. You know, like I want to have clean sheets for us. So I'll wash them. You know, Angel just actually just washed them and I didn't even ask. Like it was a cool. <laughs> but, um, you know, like our bed's super sacred. And, and I guess that it ties back into time and, and relationships and you and family. And, you know, it, it's crazy. Like sacred, you'll, you'll find. You'll, as you start to go on this little scavenger hunt yourself that they really all connect and, and they really all build on each other. They're like Legos. Like once you find one secret thing and then you find another and then you kind of like stack them on top of each other and then they just make like this really dope art piece around you if you're into art. Like I think you get that idea. But it just builds on top of each other. And then you just have like this beautiful, bless, blessful life. Not a blissful life, a blessful life. And then even when, when you're having a bad day or when things don't go your way or you don't get, you know, that job or recognition or respect you want on the outside, like you go inside and you're like, ooh, I have this huge, huge thing. It's like a sacred art piece and it's huge and I can go lean on it and I can sit down even though I feel like shit and I can look at this and be like, there's so much sacred things in my life. Like... What happened right now today in the grand scheme ain't shit to this beauty. <laughs> like, can you feel me? So that's really what I wanted the uh, podcast today is like, just chill, enjoy life. Like, what's the point, you know, if, if you're not going to enjoy it? And, you know, not to say like, oh, we're just going to sit and do nothing it's like we're gonna have so much fire and inspiration to make it better and and grow it and expand and find more sacred things it's like addicting and in, in, in a good way you know so with that i feel like let's just end this episode that was like a really cool even tone episode not not i mean it did get heavy i don't know i really don't know with you guys if i could like not get heavy but that's just i'm just deep you know Eh, I love it. Cool. So our next episode, it kind of ties in because our next episode is going to be on fulfillment. And um, I guess that really ties in. So anyways, I hope this is a great episode for y'all. And if you haven't already, please connect with me, Instagram, 
or just email me directly, join our Facebook group, um, subscribe if you haven't, leave a rating if you haven't to really help other people just like you find this podcast and know if it's for them, you know? So spread the love in light and love. Namaste. Have yourself a bright day. Thank you.